I'm Tabor Brewster, drummer. Grayson Worley, guitar. I'm also the most handsome. Cole Harrington, I play bass. Robert Freeman, vocals, keys, and I'm also the best smelling in the band. Tabor's the worst. Let the record show that Robert's lying and I actually smell the best. You just heard from the members of boy band extraordinaire One South Lark. With an almost unparalleled passion for both the music they make and time they spend together, the group is able to make the fun and nostalgic music that, let's be real, we all need in our lives. Sleeping in the swim trunks on the sidewalk Too much time to think about on my watch Goodbye, Saturday From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Rebecca Shade. You're listening to Sound Source, a podcast tuning into music on and around campus. Today, we're hearing from the members of One South Lark, Tabor, Robert, Grayson, and Cole. The band, made up of the four college students, released their debut album, Vista Beach, in December of 2020, and are still going strong. But first, let's hear about how this group formed and uh, try to follow along to their jokes. We actually started as a contemporary Christian rock group, but that didn't work out. So we uh, were, no, I'm just kidding. We, we met in high school. We were at, we were at first in a, in a party band. I toured around New Orleans and made our own sets. And then when we decided we wanted to get more serious, we dropped our singer for a legit one. And that would be Robert Freeman. December of 2017 was when we really started trying to write things together seriously. Um, and then we, you know, played a couple of like little tiny shows um, just to see like, you know, if we could do it. And we were just kind of getting together on the weekends and, you know, during like free periods sometimes and, you know, like trying to come up with real ideas. And then we uh, recorded our first music um, in it was either May, late May or early June of 2018. But yeah, we, we've sort of known each other for a long time before that too. Like Robert and I went to, I guess we started going to the same school in pre-K and then Grayson came around and ruined everything and made us start a band. Um, Cole and I were on the same peewee soccer team. My mom and her sisters went to school with Cole's mom. And then, um, like I knew Grayson in like middle school. I, I actually met Tabor for the first time on set of a, uh, hit rock music video together when we were probably three or four years old. So yeah, we started, we started really writing music and putting it out when we were probably like three or four. That's when we, when we started like getting serious about things before that, it was just like fun and games. Yeah. After Cole's career ending injury in peewee soccer, he really switched to music and that's when everything got going. Other slept on fact is that my birthday's on the 22nd of a month, Tabor's birthday's on the 22nd of a month, and then isn't Cole's also on the 22nd of a month, and then Grayson's is on the 11th, right? It was predestined. It was definitely predestined in some type of way. Predestined or not, these guys have chemistry. Just listen to the on-the-spot story I got about the origin of their name. Let's actually keep it a secret. Let's come up with a good story, though. Like, we saw a lark migrating south over the uh, Mississippi River, and we were like, wow, this is a beautiful moment. We just thought, that's the one. That's the one lark. But he was trailing behind the pack, trying to get back into the V formation, like, struggling. We were like, 
that guy. You gotta have that mindset. That, that one, one artist mindset. If that didn't capture the special relationship this group has made, don't worry, we still have more of this podcast to go. Remarkably, the group is making it work from all over the country. Tabor is the only band member who is also a Northwestern student. While Cole is at the University of Alabama, Robert goes to the University of Miami, and Grayson attends the University of Virginia. Being able to make a band work from four different locations is impressive, but it certainly comes with its challenges. It's very difficult. Yeah, it, it definitely makes it a, a little bit harder to kind of like put things together and like stay organized as a band. I mean, I think in some ways it benefits songwriting a little bit because now we all have the like we're coming from super different perspectives like living in different places for a couple years and like we're all having different experiences to write about and stuff but i mean it can it can be pretty hard to to get things going and like i mean like hopefully in the in the future if stuff picks up we can all end up in the same spot together but yeah for right now we're just making it work so we have like a google drive folder where we like collaborate and stuff we're a very we're a very 2021 band now it's like very much very much digital which I think gives us a unique edge. We're ahead of the curve here. Luckily for One South Lark, being forced off their respective campuses and back to New Orleans at the start of the pandemic was actually super helpful for their musical process. At the beginning of COVID, it was kind of like a blessing because it was like we all had to go back home. Um, so that was actually great because we just had so much time to write more songs together. We did put out an album. Our first album came out in December, right? That's what it was. Yeah, December 4th, I think. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of those songs were ones that we wrote over quarantine, but a lot of them were also ones that we had written before. I would also say, like, generally our songwriting has always been, like, like there's always a nostalgic tone to our songs, I would say. Like, very a lot of it's kind of reflective. Um, and I think that definitely the pandemic like made us a little more nostalgic, like at least in our lyrics and stuff and our like kind of like vibe, like thinking about like, cause I, I mean, I was pretty, pretty down in the, like I, I would say like, I think we all were pretty down for a little bit, um, thinking about the old days, you know, in those first couple, couple months of the pandemic, I would say. Yeah, like three of the of the songs on the album were written like in lockdowns, like Seaside, Vista Beach, and Hollow Summer. Like Seaside and Vista Beach are both kind of about like wanting to be elsewhere and like just wanting to go back to like the good old days, I guess, before everything kind of happened. Yeah, I think a lot of the inspiration for the album was like being home in a new lens for us. I feel like it was like, okay, we're back in this place we're back in new orleans where like we've done all this songwriting before and everything was so great back then but now everything sucks because <laughs> like the pandemic and like if only we could just go back to those days when we were like playing shows and like just having fun you know swimming enjoying the sun eating popsicles you know 
And if the band hasn't already struck your interest, just listen to their production process. We drive like an hour and a half north of New Orleans to this tiny like studio that's in like a cabin in the middle of the woods in this place called Bogalusa. Louisiana, which is like in the middle of the swamp. Really stinky. There's like a paper mill or something, and it's it's horrible. And we all, yeah, we always stop at like Cane's or Chick-fil-A. And there's a lot of country flies as well. Lots of country. <laughs> a lot of country. Only in the summertime, lol. And so we, we, we drive to this like cabin called Studio in the Country in this in the middle of the swamp. And it's actually a really like um, historic studio. Like lots of famous musicians have recorded there. But it's really fun because we just get to go like to the middle of nowhere take our minds off of things and just sort of like record all of our songs uh in one day we 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 make sure that we have everything prepared because we only have a certain amount of time in the studio so we try to get like the songs like a hundred percent ready it's like a really awesome combination of being wildly stressed out and just having like so much fun because there's there's really nothing quite like hearing like the song for the first time like after it's been recorded with all the production on it doing it's just a really great bonding process and just honestly something that i like i i think i can speak for the rest of the guys that it's just like a really special thing that i like hold very dearly just like going to the studio with the, with the guys Definitely, like, besides playing live together, my favorite thing by far it would be recording together. The, the sound engineer is a, is a beast. Like, he'll be playing the songs back and just, just, like, vibing, just doing his own thing in there, like letting the creative juices flow and we're just just sitting in the back like just laughing having a good time the one south lark members also gave me a sneak peek at what's coming next for the band should, should we should we spill the, the beans here i can i can see some beans being spilled a little bit i also can see some legumes being tossed around <laughs> we we may or may not be working on our second album which may or may not be called two south lark so I can neither confirm nor deny, but that might be coming in the near future. We're definitely not working on another album, and it's definitely not going to be called Two South Lark. It's also definitely not featuring Drake, so don't get excited for that. We're definitely not making a Hotline Bling remix. <laughs> We're definitely not returning to our Christian contemporary roots. Yeah, we also have a side project called uh, Bridge to Antarctica which is kind of a, a crazy little, little metal band. But uh, we might see some stuff from there in the, in the near future. We're going to come out with an album called Funeral of Fire. It's going to be pretty crazy. We're all about trying new things. Tabor's not wrong. The group has managed to make an impressive collection of indie pop songs since they began putting out music three years ago. If you're interested in some key One South Lark wrecks, let's hear the favorite songs from the band itself. I'm a massive fan of the song Vacation. Seaside. On Jupiter Drive. And Sons and Daughters, too. Sons and Daughters always makes me tear up a little bit because it takes me back to right before we uh, right before we all went to college. Vista Beach. It's like the title track and the introduction like to the album. So like, it was kind of cool. Like After finishing like 
the nine other songs, just finally getting that one done and like seeing the whole thing come together. It's really like a kind of a thesis statement for the whole thing. So that one was, was super fulfilling to like finally hear the recording of. Thesis statement. You must go to college. Yeah, I'm actually pretty smart. Okay. I do attend a university. I do use big words. Sweat bag. <laughs> All right. I'm quitting the band. That's it. It's, it's done. Let's hope that was a joke. <laughs> but Grayson or no Grayson, One South Lark supplies youthfully poppy beats reminiscent of the beach and generally just good times. I think we're really inspired by like our upbringings I think and like our sort of time together as like teenagers and like sort of the idea of like wishing we could go back to those good old days of all being together. We're also very inspired I think by like the Beach Boys, the Beatles, like uh, I know Cole and I listen to a lot of Van Morrison but then also we like love like pop music and stuff like that. And we try to incorporate like a pop vibe. I've been listening to a lot of Lady Gaga recently. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Dua Lipa recently. We stand Dua Lipa. I think another thing that I remember me and Tabor talking about, like at the very beginning of One South Arc, was like we kind of wanted to, to like make songs that were like kind of upbeat but still had like kind of melancholy lyrics. Like I remember saying we wanted to make a song that was like where like girls could like stand on a table and dance to it at a party, but then like their boyfriends who they just dumped could like get in their feels and listen to it at home or something like that. I don't remember the exact thing we said, kind of cringe, but <laughs> that was sort of like the vibe we were initially going for. It's evident the group has deep-rooted passion for the music they're making together now. And when I ask them where they're hoping to take this passion in the future. To the moon. Our goal has just always been to keep growing and keep, you know, you know, right? We we want to be prolific songwriters. We want to be, you know, we want to play a lot of shows, and you know, we all kind of love it. And sometimes it's hard when we're all apart and we can't, you know, get together in the same room and just jam together. But um, when we're all at home together, it's very special, and it's always something I look forward to. So just keep keep at the grindstone, and maybe one day we'll find a rocket ship and we'll take it to the moon. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there are any plans to to ever like kind of pack it up or just quit and see what else happens. Like, I, I think we're just always gonna keep working at it. And I mean, hopefully at the end of the day, like we can just be a band and like that can be a, that can be a career. Cause I feel like that's the dream. And I mean, Robert's dream is also to, to marry Dua Lipa. So we can't stop until that happens. I think some of our goals are like go on tour, you know, play a festival, get a record deal, like lots of big stuff. And that would sort of lead to the ideal situation where we could be doing this every day and we would never have to work a day in our lives because it would be so amazing. And headline Dillo Day, obviously, if anyone from Mayfest is listening. Mayfest, if you hear this, get these guys to Dillo. Thank you so much to the members of One South Lark. That's all for this episode of Sound Source. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Rebecca Shade. Thanks for listening. This episode was reported and produced by me, Rebecca Shade. The audio editor of the Daily Northwestern is Madison Smith. 
The digital managing editor is Haley Fuller and the editor-in-chief is Sneha Day.